Welcome to The Jordan Parker Show, where facts and opinions will coexist. Here, you'll discover how to live life on your own terms. And now, here's your host, Jordan Parker. Welcome, my friends. I hope you're having an awesome day. Here, we'll break down secrets and strategies related to personal finance, investing opportunities, real estate, and creating passive income streams so that you can become financially free. This episode was also posted on my YouTube channel, so if there's any parts that seem confusing, make sure to check out the channel and website linked in the description below for more context and visuals. Enjoy. Hey everyone, today I have a really interesting video on the effect dollar store chains have on poor communities. It's actually really interesting if you break it down and look at it from a different perspective. Most people assume that dollar stores are great affordable ways to shop for these poor communities, but in reality, they actually have a detrimental effect and I'm gonna show you why. Before we start, please take a second to hit that thumbs up button. I know I say this a lot, but it really does make a huge difference. So thank you for that and let's jump into the video. As many people know, discount chains are thriving, especially in lower uh, income communities. For this video, I'm gonna point out the, the top two stores, Dollar General and Family Dollar. So if you've ever been to one of these stores, you understand the, the awesome deals that you can get in there and, and why these two stores are so popular. You can essentially get anything you need there, including perishable and non-perishable food, clothes, detergent, toys, pet supplies, pretty much anything you could think of you can get there. These are basically mini Walmarts built in typically smaller and poorer communities or towns. But are they actually good or bad for the community? Well, based on the location and the type of store, the demographic tends to be lower income individuals. While there are great benefits and demand for these dollar chains, there are also some downfalls. Shoplifting is common and occasionally even armed robberies. If you've ever been to one of these chains, you understand why stealing may be so tempting for so many people. There usually isn't any type of security guard and there's typically only two to three employees in the whole place. You know, I've been into a dollar store before where it seemed like there was one person working the cashier and that was it. So when there are smaller items available in each aisle and no one's around, it's a recipe for theft. The robberies often take place because these stores will have dead periods where the store is completely empty and there's only a couple cashiers working, so it really does make for an easy target. These chains are often targets for criminals because there aren't really many other businesses in these neighborhoods. There have been more than 200 violent incidents involving guns at Dollar General and Family Dollar stores since 2017, and that's including 50 deaths. The violence is only getting worse now during the pandemic, where customers are required to wear masks. This makes it that much harder to detect shoppers with ill intent. Employees should always allow the robbery to happen and not put themselves in harm's way, but this isn't often the case. In early May, a worker from Family Dollar in Flint, Michigan was fatally shot after refusing entry to a customer without a mask. So, are these chains actually thriving? There are roughly 24,000 stores between these two chains, which is an increase of 50% in the past decade. This is insanely high growth rate, but with growth, comes an increase in crime. Chain owners have done little to maintain these stores and provide the proper amount of security and staff that these stores actually need. So yes, revenue will be slashed if security is bulked up, but there will also be a decrease in violent crimes. Now, which is more important to owners? It's sad, but the answer varies by depending on who you ask. One of the quotes that really stuck with me is from a criminologist named Richard Rosenfeld. And he said, if there's no opportunity, there's no crime. These chains executives have blatantly come out and said that the growth and success is being driven by widening income inequality 
and the decline of many city neighborhoods. As many businesses are going out of business, these chains tend to be gaining even more customers. And these chains aren't facing the pressure of e-commerce stores like Amazon as much as most retail stores. Sure, these stores may fill the void for cash-strapped communities, but they're not merely a byproduct of economic distress. They're a cause of it. So how will things change moving forward? Well, as minimal as the costs are for Dollar General with limited employees and paying minimum wage to most workers, they're still committed to cutting costs further. In its disclosures for the third quarter of 2019, they said they were aiming to shift to self-checkouts in many of their stores, so they're gonna be getting rid of all their cashiers. They also don't plan to increase security at these stores because their financial condition could be adversely affected. Again, I say this in air quotes because uh, money is king, it always tends to be about the money and the revenue and the profit over uh, safety and, and what it should be important. So the main goal for these stores is to keep costs low and increase productivity from workers in order to increase value for their shareholders. So if they're going to be cutting employees, then they're going to need the employees that they keep to be more productive. Now speaking of shareholders, the share price of Dollar General has tripled in the last five years. They have outperformed the broader stock market and nearly any stock you can think of. So what are, if any, cities are doing to make positive change? Well, Tulsa, New Orleans, and Birmingham all have passed legislation requiring new dollar chains to be at least a mile apart from each other. This won't solve the problem, but it should help, especially in these highly populated and lower income cities. However, there doesn't seem to be a one-size-fits-all solution because these chains have, they've essentially put profits um, above people. They are seemingly ingrained with the idea that revenue is more important than the safety of its employees and its customers. So my thoughts on, on this video topic is yes, I have pointed out some of the flaws I see with these change and the effect that they have on poor communities, but I understand how important they are to many people. They provide affordable options um, for just about anything you can think of and at convenient locations where uh, you know, some people may not have access to a Walmart or some of these other affordable options. However, these facts need to be said to bring awareness to everyone. I don't see things changing anytime soon with these chains and I expect them to grow as they've been growing and continue even with other businesses struggling. When the economy takes a hit, these stores tend to, you know, come to the rescue. So with the current pandemic and these stores continuing to cut costs, we're not only going to see an increase in the amount of these chains, but an increase in violent crimes. Anyways, I just wanted to give you my thoughts and opinion on this type of topic because I, this type of stuff doesn't often get talked about. Um, but if you enjoyed this content and found it valuable or educational, please remember to like this video and subscribe. Come out with new videos multiple times a week. Thanks, and we'll see you in the next one.